Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, everybody. Uh, I am your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is my delightful co-host, Josh Fisher. Hey, everybody, what's up? And thank you for that. Oh. I am delightful sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, unless, you know, god damn it, I'm not going to make that joke again. I was going to... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Say, unless you shit on someone's floor, but... Um... I, it happened. <laughs> One time. One time. The fortunate part was when I spent New Year's, when Misty and Madison and I went to Maryland and we spent New Year's at the uh, Crash Box compound with the Pinkertons and some other uh, Realm of Collectors family. Uh, I slipped downstairs in the Pinkertons' basement and I slipped in the floor and let Misty and Madison have an air mattress. And I slept on Pinkerton's white carpet. And safe to say there were no spills that night. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I don't know why that made me laugh trust as hard me. as it did, but that was really good. Well, trust me, you know, it, it, it has already been brought up. They're like, man, you slept on Pinkerton's white carpet. You're a brave man. I was like, man, it was one time. It's not like I will. Man, don't invite this guy anywhere. He shits in his sleep. <laughs> Oh my God, Jesus Christ! That is way funnier to me than it probably should be, but that's whatever. Um, guys, well, welcome to the show. Um, welcome to the shit welcome- show. <laughs> if you're new to the show, um, that was a hell of an intro for you. Uh, but uh, what Josh and I do here on the show is we watch two shows in their entirety that are on a streaming platform: Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon Prime, what have you. Um. And when I say we watch them in entirety, if there's happens to be 24 episodes, we watch them. <sighs> um, but uh, uh, we then we then give our impressions of it. We, we discuss the what we thought of the show, then give it a grade at the end. Um, today's shows are going to be uh, the anime Last Hope and the season two of The Punisher. Um and and we're going to get into Punisher second because we need to discuss some things about Last Hope. I mean, speaking of shit. Right. So we're just going to we're going to hey guys, we're going to dive right into it. Um in between shows we'll we'll, you know, do all our little uh plugs and stuff like that, but Josh. Um so uh uh Article 27 of the All Queued Up podcast now reads, podcast contract now reads, uh, no more fucking Netflix anime. You know, I don't, I, I, (laughs) this show had a really, 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 really promising premise. Yes, it did. Watching the trailers, I was excited for this. I had it in my watch list for a couple of months now. But the execution, it's, it's I mean, so bad. I, it, it's like somebody showed me this incredible meal 
that was prepared out of Kobe beef. And when it was served up to me, it was actually just scoops out of my cat's litter box in a bowl. And they said, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So for anyone that's curious, the, the, the general premise is that uh, the world is actually what just do you have a synopsis up that you can read. Okay. I do. Okay, yeah, I yeah. do. The it, it's set in the near future of 2031. Uh, there was well the initial part. There there was an impending looming energy crisis. So this pair of brilliant scientists wanted to find a way to create a stable, reliable, um, infinite source of energy for the world to solve the world's energy crisis, and they did so via the what was it the quantum reactor i uh, yeah i think is what they called it and in doing so when it was activated it lost stability and triggered uh all kinds of crazy shit in the electromagnetic field of the planet and as a result caused the technology on Earth to kind of interweave and rewrite the DNA of all living things on the Which planet. Which a lot of the characters just called that um, evolution. They called it, yeah, it, yeah, it, basically a forced mass evolution of species on the planet. So animals took on cybernetic traits and... They called these creatures Bri, which stood for biological, I don't remember. It it didn't matter. Anyway, it picks up seven years later. All the cities in the world have been decimated to, like, fort cities. There's just small remaining pockets of humanity left, and they're trying to uh, find ways to defeat the Bri so they can once and for all survive, live in peace, and not become extinct. Yeah. Now, the premise is interesting. It looked promising. That's where it stops. The execution of this, the, yeah, is very, very, very uh, oversold in what it promised. So, so the thing for me, the thing for me, I just want to throw this out there, that really, really, really soured the show greatly was how every fucking episode had to have something involving this family contract. And it was, it was in the weirdest moments. And I honestly, like I, the, the moment for the show that I, I was tolerating it. I was just kind of like, okay, this is kind of stupid. Okay. We get it. Uh Uh-huh. Moving on was the final, was the final, was the final battle. Like the last episode. Oh God. That was by far the worst. Um, because it was every fucking character somehow knew this family contract. Um, yeah. and they all yelled it to power up or to, to gain, sh- I, it, it's dumb and I hated it. And, uh, the, the creators of this should feel shamed. They should feel down. Uh, it's not good writing mm-hmm. by any measure. It was. No. <sighs> it was piss poor. Why are you going to name a character you know, literally Queenie? Th- is it? It's such a bad name. Don't get it, man. I'm disappointed, Josh. <laughs> I was I was immensely disappointed in this show, so you're not alone. 
This show took itself way too fucking seriously. That um, was another, yeah, yeah. It, it it tried to rely on a lot of scientific theory, um, and how these uh, quantum reactors work, and how they have both there's white chaos and dark chaos and they implement a chaos god which powered this reactor and the reactor's existence is what was drawing all the bra to it and you know they have these battle machines that are basically mobile battle uh, constructs called MOVs M-O-E-V and for some reason, the main character, Leon, because he can um, tap into his hyperdrive and sync with his mind with it, he can cause his move to transform into a humanoid form. And he teaches uh, two others to do it as well, and they become the Pandora units. And God damn. The only thing I'll I'll give this show Did that make your brain hurt? Because it made my brain. I mean, hurt. it's it's so convoluted. I mean it's it's more like I've talked to a few people, Anthony primarily, who uh he is very much like way too lenient lenient on storytelling. And he's just like Yeah, he is. I mean he likes Devil Man Crybaby for yeah. God's fucking sake. Seriously. But he goes, you know, he's just like I you could say that about a lot of anime. And I went like, Yeah, and those animes suck. Like, I don't care what fucking country it comes from. If your plot is convoluted and doesn't make sense, it kind of sucks. Like, I'm real mm-hmm. excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. I think it's going to be a very fun game. But who in their right fucking mind plays Kingdom Hearts for the story? You play it because you get to enter the other Disney worlds and you have some fun. Like, that's it. Don't give me that shit that you're there for the story because no one cares about Zenor and and Agency fucking 13 or whatever the fuck it's called. Organization 13. Um, getting a little off track. My point is, this story is, ex- is exceedingly convoluted. Like, I was paying attention to it as best I could while still watching it and mm-hmm. not losing my goddamn mind. So I was playing a game. I don't remember what game I was playing, but I was playing something while watching it at the same time. And there's a moment in the show where they add, like, it's season two, I think, and they add a whole new character, a new villain, if you will. And I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I had no idea who yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh, man, it's so all over the place. And there was one big thing. I think I mentioned this to you, Josh, prior to everything. I know I mentioned a couple people, but um, uh, the voice of, a, uh, of one of the characters is uh, the same guy who does... Uh, Jet Black on Cowboy Bebop, and he's using oh yeah the Bo Bo Billingsley. Bo Billingsley. He uses the exact same cadence and voice that he does for Jet. It's so it's so weird. It's super weird. Uh, you know they had some really good voice actors in this, and some voice actors that have voiced popular characters. Yeah. You know, uh, like the one guy that uh. That voiced, uh, what's his name? Grin? Grin? Yeah, Grin. The young military guy who was just, like, so fucking, uh, adept, or not adept, but so hell-bent on defending the city at all costs. 
He was like the English voice actor for Goku. Who? I believe it was. Yeah. No, if which, I'm which not mistaken, character? Oh, it was well, him. Uh, let's go. Let's go to IMDb because I I looked at the cast. I thought it was. I thought it was. Um. Last. Hold on. I could oh. be. No, I'll take that back. No, I'm mistaken. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say because I was like I didn't see him in the cast list. But one of them was. Um. Um. <clears throat> maybe Kyle Hebert. Was in yeah, it was him. It was him. I got the wrong. Guy. I'm trying to remember who Kyle Heber plays, but he looks recognized. He played Doug, the sniper on the team. Well, I'm trying to think of who he plays in Dragon Ball. Um, Gohan. Okay, there you go. Gohan. Okay. Yeah, being a big All fan right. of Dragon Ball, I was like, I was like, I didn't recognize any of the other actors there that were from Dragon Ball. I mean, don't yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, the voice yeah. actors in this in this show are 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 great. Like, I I don't have a problem with them. But an actor can only do so much with the script and the directing. And to me, like mm-hmm. a lot of it fell flat. Like one of the one of the plot lines or one of the things that irritated the shit out of me was like this show took itself super fucking seriously, but at the same time was weirdly like in moments perverted, but like strangely perverted. Yes, absolutely. Like I hate the excuse of like, well, that's Japan. No, it's not. No, that's that's not. No, <laughs> we have that shit here in America too. Like, there's a reason that Megan Fox is in the first Transformers movie. She can't act, so what else is she there for? Um, but mm-hmm. but like the the leader of the city or whatever, she's just like hugely stacked. Like she just has huge boobs and. Ridiculously overproportioned. Ridiculously overproportioned. Oh, her her servant, who is like diehard in love with her, goes to her private quarters. Oh, I've got to deliver an update to you, and she just steps out of the shower, all completely naked, and it shows you this like steamy pic, but yet her hair is conveniently covering her naked breasts, but. It's there. It's there to tease those people that fucking get off on that shit, and it's unnecessary, and it happens more than once. You it's know what's ridiculous. funny to me? I don't I don't really care about, uh, I honestly don't give a shit about the, the quote-unquote perverted stuff. Like, fine, you can show, like, you can have that kind of stuff, but understand yeah. that when you do... In, in in out of context to what's happening in the story, it just seems like you wanted to animate titties. Like that's as far as that goes. It, that's exactly how exactly what it was. And you know the the scene that she's introduced in when uh, she's being transported by um what's his name the one guy who was like the grizzled old Commander Kane. That was the one that was voiced by the same actor from Cowboy Bebop. Uh, she's he's hitting you know they're on a bumpy road and oh wow they just had to put in those jiggle physics because you know potholes I guess and boobs <laughs> uh, I was man, like yeah, it's, 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 it's bad uh, it's not it's not good by any measure and- they didn't even animate her whole body they just animated her boobs and her arms crossed on her lap not showing her face just her boobs like boom, they must have hit a rough road because look at those things wobble. It's I'm sorry, it's unnecessary. 
We get but on, it. On, on, top of, on top of that, on top of that, like, and, and again, Josh and I are straight men. We, we like ourselves some boobs. I, I, I'll admit that. But. Oh, I absolutely love some. And, I think you know, there's also I'm a. And my wife has them, and I'm appreciative of that. And Oh, wow. I didn't hear anything huh? you were saying. I was just talking over you, I think. No, I said I love them, and I'm married. My wife has them, and I'm appreciative of them. And, you know. Hey, she she can't walk by me without getting groped in some form or fashion. Um, real briefly, that's going to be a fun <laughs> little edit for you because the uh, the call cut out for like a second. So I was just talking over your voice, and vice versa. That's okay. Yeah, so. It's okay. I'm not even going to edit that out because you know we can just continue to. Go. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it's just in case the audience hears that. That's what happened. Um, so the other thing that I was going to say besides that that was so weird was one of the characters just kept saying, I'm going to go to an adult establishment. I'm going to go to an adult establishment. And I went, okay, whatever. He's kind of a pervy character. He's just going to go to a strip club, or he's going to go to, like, a massage parlor that gives a happy ending. Or straight up a whorehouse, one of the two. Yeah. But it, it didn't specify, and I was like, that's fine. Like, lead, like you don't need to fucking go into detail on that. And then there was one episode where exactly. they did, and the adult establishment was a, was like a fucking the place where he drinks sake with an old lady, and, and his cat hangs out with other cats. I was like, yeah. this is weird. What is that? Why? Yeah, and, you know, the the more he mentions I'm going to go to an adult establishment, and, you know, he stays up all night just drinking with this lady and hanging out with her cats, with his cat. And, like, early on, before you realize what it was, you know, Kane's just like, man, you're going to overwork that thing. He actually said that line referring to his um, penis and... I was just like, wow, there's just unnecessary perverted jokes in a show that takes itself so fucking seriously. Yeah, it's... It was tired. Oh, it was, it, it, like that, and that's that's the other thing, man. Like, we watched two whole seasons of this show. Um, well, technically, it's one season. It was just split into two parts. They released 13 episodes and then 13 it episodes. It was 26-episode... One twenty-six episode season. It was still twenty fucking six episodes, and it was just, I was, it was the worst. It was like there was, there was like a ton of moments where I just didn't understand what the fuck they were doing, and so I would stop playing my game, pause it, rewind the fucking episode, listen to it, and go, I still don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, they really tried to like narrow, like to nail down the quote unquote science of it, but I don't think they thought about how it sounds. And they just went with it. As, especially when, you know, they have this multidimensional uh, wormhole open through this hyperdrive and your consciousness is integrated with the infinite consciousnesses of your other selves and you're losing yourself to this uh this wormhole and the only thing that can pull you back so you can defeat this quote unquote science is people in the distance in the back of your mind family contract article 14 family contract article 17 you know it's just like ugh. yeah i didn't it didn't know that's what pulls you back and grounds you to reality to prevent your consciousness from being ripped to shreds in the nether region okay it's it it's just it's just the worst. And I don't recommend anyone watch the show. Sure, 
You could say that the show has beautiful animation. It does. It does. You could say that the mechs does. look fucking rad. They do. The enemies look awesome. They, they do. Mm-hmm. It ain't worth the the trite and tribal shit you have to go through to get to it. Uh, watching them fucking it freak is. out over food or have weird arguments that seemingly have nothing to do with anything going on or, or like very vague story elements that just don't really seem to go anywhere. Um, also the show ends and doesn't end. Like I remember watching the last episode and them fighting that big Bri, And I was like, okay, like, mm-hmm. Oh, so the show's going to have a third season. Cause clearly this isn't the end. No, it's full on the end. But they're still going to be fighting Bri, and they haven't really solved the problem. They just figured out how to how to use their fucking mechs better. <laughs> they're a team now. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's fucking bad, dude. It's not worth your time. Yeah. It's not worth your time. Well, they, they, they introduced the problem, so to speak, of... The more they used the hyperdrives, the more they were becoming, they were advancing their own evolution and going to become Bri themselves. Well, that's but, my point. Is they is yeah, they the, learned? Like I said, like they learned how to use it better. Like, but it yeah. doesn't. It didn't. It didn't solve the overarching problem that the show created with like the cataclysmic event that caused the death of millions of humans and all these creatures to evolve. Like you, you, the way mm-hmm. that they kept building up the show was they were going to somehow reverse that. They never did. They never did. Nope. Never did. And, oh, side note, main character uh, who is leading this team uh, is the same guy that was responsible for the cataclysmic event. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, it, he was in exile for about five years. And then, yeah. Uh, but, oh, God. but we should move on to grades because uh, I think we've destroyed the show enough. Why don't you go ahead and go first? F. Fuck this show. I mean, is yep. that that's your that's your overall? That, I mean, if hey, if F like fucks this show is your overall, I'm fine with it. I just I didn't know. That that's pretty much my overall. I mean, you know, the animation is beautiful. The music's not too bad. The voice acting is strong. The <laughs> premise was interesting and intriguing. But all those things do not outstrip the massive shortcomings of this steaming pile of shit that I spent 13 hours of my life on. Right. Um, I agree almost. Because the show was eye candy, it gets a D minus. Um, it's almost an F, though. I mean, it really is like it's skirting that line because it was it was probably some of the most unentertaining stuff I've ever watched, but that like, unlike the other shows that I've given F's to on this podcast, this actually had something redeeming. And that was the animation to me, um, which just barely brings it above an F, but man, it is boring. It is weird and doesn't make a fucking lot of sense. They don't really give you anything to kind of ride on. I I don't know how people watch stuff like this and go like it's really good. Like I don't I don't get it. Like you must just in- they don't have they don't have taste. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna go there, but sure. All right. Oh, they're wrong. They're just flat out wrong. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on. Um, we've uh just annihilated Last Hope as best we could. 
Um, uh, before we get into Punisher season two, I wanted to um, bring up all the stuff that I normally bring at the, the top of the show. The uh, the website. Um, we are. I'm going to talk to Josh about this after the podcast, and I want you guys to go to our social medias, go to our Facebook page, the discussion group, and let us know what you think. But I had an idea. Um, I want to bring more content to you guys, but I also want to do a podcast where Josh and I just kind of have a conversation, um, uh, an ADD conversation, if you will. Nothing topic-wise, just like maybe we have a couple topics, but we just riff. We just go. And, um, if that's something you guys are interested in, you know, maybe have a guest on once in a while, but if that's something you're interested in, definitely let us know on the social medias. Um, cause I'd like to bring that to you every other week. Basically our off weeks that we don't record a regular podcast, we do this podcast. Um, it wouldn't be an all the time. Oh, so you're saying, so you're saying like in between doing reviews do an episode where it's just us like off the cuff. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm cool. With and, that. and I, what I, the idea for like the title of the show is that we, you know, our regular podcast is all queued up. So we're queued up to watch something. Um, what we, you know, what would be the, the opposite of that? Okay. Like, but we can come okay. up with a title. So, um, but yeah, we, and it wouldn't be like, you know, our lives are busy with things. So it wouldn't be, we might not be able to do it every other week, like this show. Um, there might be a situation where like one of us can't record or something like that. And we just kind of forget about it. We don't do it, but, um, well, it'd be a lot easier for us to do that though, because you know, we're not having to watch content for it. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I still want to do this podcast. Like I love doing all cute. Oh, out, absolutely. But, absolutely. But, uh, I like the idea though of making basically this a weekly thing. But only doing reviews every other week, exactly. and then just doing okay. I'm I'm digging that idea. So yeah, let us know out there what you guys think. Yeah, yeah. we want to know if that's something uh, you guys are interested in. Uh, <clears throat> because if not, <laughs> we're we're not gonna. Yeah, yeah. If we don't get any response and feedback, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> so we'll give it uh this episode publishes January twenty fifth. We'll give it until the next episode publishes after that, which will be February the eighth. So you guys got two weeks. Let us know what you think. If you want to hear more content from Greg and myself on a weekly basis, let us and know. And this is also the type of show where we you guys can send in like questions to us or you know, Hey, what's your opinion on this or something like that? Like, this is definitely a more uh, uh, interactive show with you guys. Um, I don't think it'll be streamed by any measure just because that's exhausting as I do that weekly already. Um, but uh, definitely like having loaded up questions and just kind of talking. Uh, uh, something, yeah. something I, I've send it. Something that I get from doing podcasts, uh, whether it's this one or the Mission Star podcast is a sense of um, therapy, if you will, by being able to just kind of throw my opinion out and, and um, just talk. And it's, it's, it's really, really nice. It, it helps me out through the week. And um, But the two podcasts I do are very structured, very rigid. 
Uh, and I think something a little bit looser is going to be something I want to do. See, as as somebody who is on two other shows that aren't so structured and rigid, I'm absolutely in love with the idea because, you know, those are a lot of fun. They are. They are. And I've been on um, a couple, like one of them with you uh, from time to time. And I love, like, it was just fun. Like, it was just relaxing and it releases a lot of, like, stress for me. It's like how people go to the punching bag or I don't jack off. Um, uh, I imagine it's the same thing. I'm joking, by the way, with that joke. No, no. I get um, you. I get you. <laughs> it's just, uh, but yeah, so I want. We actually debuted a new look on that show last week, too. Oh, I'll actually get to watch it now. Um, I know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to hear from you guys. Definitely go. So go to the uh, the, the Facebook discussion group page. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, uh, we, yeah, go to allcuteuppodcast.com. Let us know what you think on Instagram. Let us know what you think on Twitter. Send us an email to allcuteuppodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts. And let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, this this format will still continue to publish every other Friday. Yeah, this, this ain't going nowhere, but... but- no, this isn't going anywhere, but yeah, I like the idea of making it weekly and just having a fuck off show. Yeah. And it wouldn't be just like it would <laughs> it definitely would just be like our opinions on everything. Nothing is off limits for this show. So if somebody asks like what's yeah. our opinion on what's happening in politics, we might talk about it. Just FYI. Ooh. No, I mean that's a bit heavy, but you get my point. I'd rather keep it in the media realm, but <laughs> Yeah, did you say realm? Sorry. All right. Habit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we? Uh, hey, shall man. we uh, switch over to uh, Punisher Two? Punisher Season Two. Punisher Season Two. Yeah, probably the final season of the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Most and likely. let me just say, I do not take pleasure in saying that. I do not like the fact that these Marvel shows are getting canceled, but. As I've stated on Masterpiece Shit Piece Theater that I'm part of on Friday nights, and I've stated on here, Disney's launching their own streaming service. They are going to be a direct competitor to Netflix. Netflix does not want to continue to fund projects that are just going to make their now soon-to-be direct competitor uh, more popular. In any way, form, or fashion. So, Netflix, when they picked up these properties, needed them to help give them a boost to draw in subscribers. Netflix is big enough now to where they don't need to rely on Marvel, and that's probably why, within the next six weeks, you'll get the announcement of The Punisher being canceled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but I get it. People yeah. people are thinking that Punisher I don't have to lock it. People people are thinking that Punisher might actually stay with Netflix just because because it was a spinoff out of Daredevil no. and it wasn't part of the original four or five picture series. No, because it's way more mature than the other stuff. That yeah, okay. Um, I disagree. I I'm considering not, the things we saw and I would say Jessica Jones. is... I know it's not your opinion. You said people. Oh, I would say Jessica Jones is just as violent, in my opinion. 
Um, you you could easily uh, yeah. you could easily tone down the other shows. Uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and and Daredevil could be toned down significantly and and work on Disney's streaming service. Um, but I also think that Disney could just put mature rated fucking content on their page too. I mean, it's not like they don't own property well, that that has the capability of going that route. When when the merger goes through, they're also going to become sixty percent owner of Hulu. So they've already said all R rated content will be on Hulu. There you go, Disney Plus. There you go. They're still making tons of money off of that content. It's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So so season two of this show basically picks up what a, a year, year and a half. Yeah, about a year after the events of season one. Right. No, no, I'll take that back. Well, yeah. Yeah, one year. Yeah, I was trying to think of how long it would take someone's face to heal from the damage that was done in the first season. Well, she she told him, uh, Russo's therapist told him that he was in a coma for six months. And he had made tremendous pr- tremendous progress in the six months she had been treated. Yeah, so. they, don't re- they don't really specify a time frame, but that's fine, whatever. I mean, you're, you're supposed to gather how long it's been in your own mind based off of uh, basically Billy Russo's recovery yeah. um but uh but yeah why don't you go ahead and give a plot synopsis real quick josh well it opens up we see frank castle the punisher uh he is he goes into this little bar in the middle of nowhere to enjoy a little bit of uh cold beverage and relaxing music if you like the southern rock kind of music from Shooter Jennings, because that's who was the actual artist. Uh, Me, I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff, but Frank seemed to enjoy it. It opens up, and he's just passing through, enjoying the atmosphere, uh, strikes up a conversation with the bartender, uh, defends her honor from some drunk asshole hitting on her, and they kind of have a little bit of uh, romantic rendezvous. They fuck. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> going to be that mean about it. But yeah, they have they have they they have a very nice time together. Uh, he actually tells her, you know, his real name, uh, and says, you know, I'm just passing through, but. Next morning, you know, he tells her he's going to leave. He's getting ready to leave. Her kid's there. And uh, he takes them for breakfast and then decides, you know, he leaves but comes back to the bar. And the second night he's there and she's happy to see him, this one girl that he bumped into the night before is in trouble. And there's a bunch of... um. People have come in, they're trying to take her out, basically, because she has something. And Frank intervenes, and that's where the story picks up. He saves this girl from some assassins, mercenaries of some sort, and as a result, his bartender friend gets shot. He takes her to the hospital. Now he and this young girl are on the run from some type of mercenaries. That's how it picks up, and it goes all over the place after that. Yeah, this was uh, it's not a, a bad season, 
but it's not the best. But it is nowhere near as good as season not one. Not by a long shot. Uh, that girl that he's that he rescues is... I don't know if you found her as annoying as I did, but fucking good God. Dude, if I'd been Frank Castle by episode five, she would have had a bullet in her head. <laughs> she was terrible. I'm like, I'm like, stop. You know, and it's nothing against the actress. The actress did a fine oh, yeah, job, yeah, yeah, but yeah. her portrayal, her character, the way it was written, there was a lot of things about this that didn't make sense. A lot. And last night, I appeared on Verbally Challenged with Herrick and BX, my friend Jose. And he and a couple of other of our friends actually discussed this show. And out of everybody, I was probably the harshest on it. But, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of things about this season that just did not work as well as things in season one. And my biggest complaint, what worked so great in season one was the relationship between Frank and Micro. This season suffered from any lack of micro whatsoever. Yeah. And then the fact that they tried to replace her as his micro this time just didn't work. Yeah. It was she she's her character's obnoxious. Like that that's the biggest problem. It's it's not her, her biggest issue is that she doesn't listen to Frank. Um in any no, way, shape, or not form. At all. And not in a sense of like, oh, it's just to, to move the story forward. It's like she just wants to deliberately ignore his his advice. Um mm -hmm. where the show shines, in my opinion, though, I want to throw this out there, is John Pilgrim. Um mm -hmm. I loved his character. I thought he was criminally criminally underused. But um where he was in the show, I He was he was really good. And, you know, he was based on the comic character, the Mennonite. Right. Um, but he wasn't the Mennonite, so he was completely new, just took a lot of liberties from the Mennonite. But, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. And, you know, I really enjoyed the first three episodes or so, like where Frank and her, her name turned out being Amy. Um she gave false names, and then, you know, you finally learn that she's a teenager, uh, supposedly. But, yeah, that was another thing that bothered me. Uh, I'll get into that in a sec. But when they're on the run from these mercenaries who apparently have been hired by Pilgrim to retrieve her because she's in possession of something that he needs for his employers to be satisfied. That's all you know. Come to find out, it's photos, but we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, I think the best episode was when they were in, they were arrested uh, after he takes out a bunch of mercs that find them in the hotel. And they get arrested, and now this next episode, they're locked up in this small police station that has, like, three, four deputies and a sheriff. Yeah, that, that, that episode are, was really cool. They were surrounded by Pilgrim and his mercenaries, and it's just really fun. And it was a great episode. It was very reminiscent of me to the one uh, in season one where he went to 
find and save his friends that lived in the mountains. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of that was a that was a really good standout episode from season one. This one was the same what was, way. What was really crazy to me, Josh, about this about the season that really like confused me, I guess, was why they decided to double down on the um from season one. Why they decided to double down on the like soldiers have a really hard time coming back. Like I like we we got a lot of that in season one, and I know it's a real problem with soldiers in real life, but for the sake of storytelling, I just don't get why that needed to be such a big component of season two as much as it was in season one. Was that a problem for you as well? Or? I think they, no, no, it wasn't a problem for me as well. And I think they did it in this because one of the things, you know, at the end of season episode three, Madani shows up to, uh, to get Frank. Because Jigsaw has escaped. At the beginning of that episode, he called and begged her for help. She's like, I'm done with you. I don't need you. And during that episode, Russo escapes. Now she wants Castle to put Russo down once and for all. So now she needs him. She goes and gets him. Um, she thinks that Russo's been lying about his amnesia. After what happened, after what Frank did to him at the end of season one. He legit, it turns out, does not have any memory of what happened. He doesn't know why someone wanted to kill him. He doesn't even know who wanted to kill him for a long part of the season. And he is legitimately scared of this vision he keeps seeing in his dreams about a skull. You mm-hmm. know, and I want to throw something out there real quick before you continue. About Russo. Yeah, go ahead. Um, A lot of people online complain about Russo's look because he doesn't look like Jigsaw. He just has a few scars on his face. Yeah, I know. That was one of the things that bothered Uh, me. See, here's why it didn't bother me, because they were going a different route with the idea of Jigsaw, that his face might be a little disfigured, but his face isn't the Jigsaw. His mind is the Jigsaw. Like, his mind is fractured. I get that. I get that completely. I do. And I understand that. But basing on how heavily damaged his face was at the end of season one, even though they did reconstructive surgery, it's still not going to look that good at the start of season two. It's just oh, no, not. I agree with you. And I think that also they needed but, to write it into the sense of like, it was kind of weird that some characters are just like, oh my God, I'm a fucking vomit by looking at your face kind of attitude where it didn't yeah. look like that. I was like, he just has some scars on his face. Shit. Yeah, but his mind was fractured. His mind was damaged. So, yes, that makes more sense in calling him Jigsaw. But uh, where he was trying to find a way to, I don't know, not so much, just, just to make sense of who he was and things like that, he naturally gravitated towards soldiers who are having trouble reintegrating into society. It just, that was the um, same fucking so plot from season one, that's where it made one, sense though. for me. That was the exact same plot from yeah. season one. Yeah, and you see kind of like if he's left to his own devices, even though he can't remember, he's pretty much trying to rebuild Anthem. That, yeah, but, that... Uh, I didn't but like that. Just not through legal means. And I just I, I had a really hard time with that because I was like I we, I had seen this I watched this last year, or not last year but the I guess yeah. it was last year technically, 
It just I, I uh, November of 2017, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing I had ever seen, but it definitely like did not interest me in any way, shape, or form. Like I was just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. we're well, okay. He's just a different, slightly different character now, but it's the same. It's the same thing. Like he's having these soldiers do criminal-like activity because he can. Like it was just. <sighs> And then, and then his relationship with this fucking, um, oh, that was uh, yeah, his therapist, uh, so, was, Krista Dumont. That was so Harley Quinn and Joker. It was so bad. I didn't like it. I didn't either. And you saw that in the first episode. You saw that coming a mile uh-huh. away. It was not set up well. No, it was not. So I mean, and, it's just uh, the season's disappointing because I, I really, I really liked the potential of Jigsaw. Just being an absolute, absolute crazy person. Um, yeah, I really. But they did. They just. They did. It, it like floundered a lot. And then I really wanted John Pilgrim to be a bigger villain. And it was just kind of like we saw a little bit of him in every episode. And then and then there was the finale. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, cool. <sighs> but know, even even then, I thought it was underwhelming the payoff between everything. Oh, way. I agree. It's like you're always you're and you see Frank trying to find his humanity in this. You see him being merciful at times. I I try really. You know, he even says. He even says at one point to Amy, he's like, "If you'd been a guy, I would have just let what happened to you happen to you." And she's like, yeah, pretty easy for somebody to say, but you were ready. You were looking for trouble. He wouldn't have noticed that trouble if he hadn't been looking for the trouble. It's like, you know, a little bit of normalcy seeps into his life. He can't handle it. I think he has to be the Punisher. I think John Barenthal plays a fantastic Punisher. I think. Oh, absolutely. I think the way that he was written in this in this season is terrible. I really do. To me, to yeah. me, even in season one, the Punisher is a character who does not hesitate. And there are a few scenes where mm-hmm. he doesn't hesitate in this. There are too many instances where he hesitates, and it drives me fucking yep. nuts. Yep. So I just... Yep. I agree. I had a really, really, really hard time enjoying this season. It also felt scatterbrained a lot of the time. Like, couldn't... Well, a lot of the things, you know, like I said, a lot of the things that they wrote into this, the reasons why he continued to protect her just didn't make sense. After, you know, she refused to tell him anything about why she was running or who she was running from, and then continuing to disobey the things that she needs to do that's going to keep them off the radar and keep her alive. It was just like, hmm. It was obnoxious, man. Like it just straight up was obnoxious. It was, how do you, how do you experience a situation where a guy has saved your life a couple fucking times in, in, in this, in this universe, in this situation. And he tells you, Hey, if you don't want to die, listen to what I'm saying and do this thing. And then you do the exact fucking opposite. That's not good character development. It's annoying, and it just seems like it's there to push the plot forward, and that is it. I'm just like, ugh. 
<laughs> just so it was. And the, uh, yeah, yeah. And then once he gets to New York, you know, it's just like, okay, we're not going to focus so much on Pilgrim anymore and why Pilgrim's after them. And, you know, then he's like, oh, turn your attention towards Russo. So he's dealing with that situation. This seemed like a this seemed like a movie, Josh, that the the first one did so well and then the second one comes out and they just add too much to it to the extent yes, that Yes, yes. Yeah. It just becomes bloated. It was a little bloated and they tried some like overarching conspiracy thing, like the whole reason that she was being pursued is because she had photos of one man kissing another man. And it happens to be a senator in New York whose parents are a very powerful uh, billionaire family from Ohio, played by Corbin Burnson of Major League and L.A. Law fame, and Annette O'Toole, Smallville, Martha Kent. Holy shit. He was actually in um, something other than that. Um, that I remember him in, but I'm drawing a complete blank. I'm looking it up right now because the second I recognized him, I was like, oh, it's that guy. But I couldn't remember where it's him oh, from. Corbin Burnson. Because what you just named off was not was not what I remember him from. Uh, he was also in that movie, The Dentist, and he was in uh, oh, Tales from the Psych was the show. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he plays uh, one of the main yeah. characters' dad. Sorry, that's, that's where I know him from. Well, yeah. But yeah. The the whole reason this is that they're super ultra right wing conservatives. They don't want any negative views in the public opinion uh, of their son. So they'll do anything it takes to protect his image. That's why this girl's on the run, because they had photos of him kissing another guy. And they had her whole crew killed. And they want those photos. So that's why Frank's protecting her. And of course, the the pilgrim, you know, he's got a wife who has a disease that's killing her and two sons. They're using him to uh, commit their nefarious deeds and telling him that it's all because that's how God wills it. That's what they want, you know, and he's. It's 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 crazy. And then you got Jigsaw. This uh, whole, so Frank's dealing with all that Yeah, shit. this whole show could have been done in two parts. Like the first They could have done it in ten episodes and condensed it down a little more and not made it as convoluted and it would have been more. Well enjoyable. also they could have just split the two plots up. They could have had you know, first half of the season be about Jigsaw and then the second half be about the the pilg- uh, pilgrim. But it was yeah, all combined together and it became just, just like like we kept saying convoluted and it was that's what made it so disappointing at the, at the same time though it does go to serve it shows how much stress that frank is under and how it kind of makes it easy for him to snap because it's just like constant struggle right you know and it's not even one thing after another it's so many things at once and that what 
you know, it makes it harder for him to deal with. And on top of that, he's trying to find his humanity in this. So, you know, I can see where they were going with it. Yeah, I uh, absolutely. But it just wasn't the best of execution. Right. right. I completely agree. I think there, there's a lot of, there's, there's good stuff about this show. It's, it's, it is entertaining. The action scenes are fucking phenomenal. The, the, the ultra violence is is dead on. That gym fight scene with him and the Russians oh, was, so was the cool. best action sequence in the entire season. Yeah, it was so fucking rad. And dude, when he was sitting there and just fighting that one big strong one that just wouldn't go down and kept coming back for more, when he was when he had those weights in his hand and just kept punching the dude with the weights in his hand and how it disfigured his face at the end yeah. of it. I was like, I was watching that, and Misty was watching it with me, and I looked over at her, and I was like, "Sloth love." <laughs> I thought chunk. the same fucking thing. I, saw, I thought the exact, I was like, "Oh shit, he just made fucking uh, sloth." That's that's mm. yikes. Oh man, but you know there were some great action sequences, and you know the ultimate showdown between Pilgrim and Frank was amazing. Yeah, but then Frank just lets him live. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that and, that makes no sense to me. That's not Frank. That's not that's not Castle. Like, and even if we're using this universe, let's go with fucking uh, Daredevil season two and Punisher season one. He would not have let them live. What the fuck is going on? Because they're trying to show he's trying uh, to find this humanity. It's not. Good. It's not Frank mm. realizes he's like, oh, he's got two sons. He's being used as a pawn, and. Oh, I'll help him save his boys, and I'll get the people that are behind this. No, what Frank would have done, yeah, what Frank should have done work. is... Ki- he should have just killed him anyway. should have killed Pilgrim and then taken the sons to, like, an orphanage or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, you, you know what would have been a nice tie-in and a more satisfying tie-in? He kills Pilgrim, kills the two that have orchestrated all this, takes those two boys back to New York, takes them to the same Catholic... Uh, church with uh, oh, that, that, Sister Maggie from Daredevil. That would have been a better tie-in than having Karen Page there again. Yeah. She's yeah. an annoying character. Um, I'm sorry. Like, um, she is, yeah. I mean, I don't dislike her character, but she wasn't well written into this season. Yeah, you know, that's um, fair. That's fair. Like, I didn't, it, she didn't bother me in Daredevil season three by a long shot, so that's not fair for me no, to say for her overall, but she was shoe- she was shoehorned into this season because they could only get her for one episode because of scheduling conflicts with Daredevil. I know. And they know. said we could only get her for one episode. So she was kind of shoehorned in and it didn't really work well. There's that there was a there but, was a really like forced line that was like that guy Matt Murdock, he's good. You should go back to him and I was like, Okay. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Same universe, uh huh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like yep. there, there's just there's, this whole season seemed like a series of missed opportunities, and everyone. Did. Oh, the ultimate showdown between Frank and Jigsaw, the final face to face showdown, was even a letdown to me. Yeah, it really was. It, it, you know, spoiler alert. I'm just going to spoil the shit out of it for you. Jigsaw had a confrontation with Madani, and. She shot him three times, and he's about to die. He's bleeding out. And he realizes it, and he calls Curtis. You know, he's like, I don't want to die alone. Can you come down here and be with me? And, you know, Curtis called Frank. Frank shows up, and Jigsaw's like, I'm truly sorry for... He's trying to say, I'm truly sorry for whatever it was I may have done to you, but he gets out, I'm truly sorry for what... 
and then Frank just puts two bullets in him. Which is like, I'm like okay. the most Punisher Punisher that he had been almost the entire fucking show. It was, but getting to that moment, just to that moment, it was just it like, wasn't, yeah, no. it was not. The payoff was not in any way, shape, or form. The payoff was, yeah. So it wasn't. Well, why don't we go ahead and give our grades? Um, I'll slam this. Um, I'll slam this yeah, one first. Yeah, you go first. Um, I'm going to give this show a solid C. Um, I think the action sequences are great. The actors do a phenomenal job. The story is. Um, it seems like there was two scripts that were mashed together. Is what it really feels like. And it doesn't quite have the direction that the first season had by any measure. Um, and it, it just feels like it was uh, kind of rushed, almost like they knew they had a smaller budget and a, and a shorter time frame. Maybe this was season one and season two or season three mixed because they, they, they know they're getting canceled or I don't know. Just it didn't feel quite right. Um well, the showrunner said they didn't have any idea about these cancellations because they've wrapped filming in August. Nothing had been canceled. Oh, yet. well, that's the case, and I don't have an excuse for it. I was trying to give it some. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but it's just it's not the best written show I've ever watched, and um, there's a lot of stuff I just didn't care about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. And I think that uh, Frank Castle and Punisher as as a character deserves better. Um, so yeah, I, I did, uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's a C. It's a passing grade. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it didn't feel, didn't feel quite right. It felt like if you watch, if you watch uh, the Thomas Jane Punisher and then you're like, oh, is there a different Punisher movie that happened in the eighties? And then you watch the Dolph Lundgren one. That's, that's the alpha. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C as well. Uh, I thought the action, when there was action, and there was less action in this than I anticipated, uh, was incredibly fun, incredibly good. Um, But the storyline was all over the place. It wasn't focused, and a lot of things just did not make sense from a character standpoint of how Frank Castle is and how he had already been portrayed versus how he was portrayed this year yeah you know the actors do a wonderful job so it's nothing against the actors this is all mm. come down to how the script was written yeah. it wasn't a great script it was a passable script so that's why it gets a c yeah exactly that's yeah i agree all right well that was a an episode of uh mediocrity <laughs> well, you know, they can't always be great. No, no, but we hope. We hope they can be, because yikes. Well, it's still not as bad. It's still not as bad as the two shows we had where it was like uh, Kiss Me First and whatever the other show was that I don't remember. Mute. Mute. Oh, man. That episode was fun. <laughs> I mean, that's the first time that both of us gave t- both things an yeah, F, yeah. so... But uh, but yeah, so this this yeah this nothing nothing in this episode got above a C so eh yeah eh. yeah but uh, not a, not a great report card to start out the start out with no. no this is this is the first episode of 2018 no it's not no it's not no it's the second, second one, one yeah. but you know first episode was great all right guys yeah. um so that'll do it for us today on the podcast um 
this this particular episode. Next episode will be on the new Carmen two weeks the new Carmen Sandiego cartoon series, which I'm interested in because it's not like any other Carmen Sandiego. And I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I'm I'm fascinated by it. That's why I want to watch it. Like they're not they're not going the route that other Carmen Sandiego shows have done, which is basically like a historical and uh, ge- um, geography lesson for kids. Uh, like the old computer game was like remembering facts to find out where she is. Uh, this is yeah. like the story of Carmen Sandiego and how she's not really a bad guy and all kinds of, but, um, but I'm interested. Um, and then uh, we're going to watch the uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt finale. It's the last season. It airs the day that this episode comes out. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be watching those two things. Uh, what, what, when does that episode come out? This next one? Uh, tomorrow? No, no, no. No, no, no. I mean the, um, Carmen Sandiego one. Oh, February, February 5th. 5th. Thank you. Oh, I don't, that, that's when, that's when we will have the new episode published February yeah, 5th. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was getting at. So, you've got until then to let us know what you think about us going weekly and doing reviews every other week, and then just uh, kind of an off-the-cuff kind of show in the weeks between. Yeah, and if you have ideas for ti- for, for show titles, let <clears> us know, because I'll do some brainstorming. I'm sure Josh will do a little brainstorming, but uh, I really mm-hmm. want to do that show if you guys want to hear it. And we, we don't need, like, a ton of listeners. We just, you know, if somebody wants to hear our opinion on it. On shit in general. Oh, but yeah, my life is about to change a bit. I uh, just quit my job, which I'm very happy about. If you remember back in August, I was very excited about a new job that slowly became worse and worse and worse and worse as I continue to work there. And uh, recently here, actually the week of this recording, I straight up was like, I'm fucking done. Friday is my last day. And uh, they were not happy. Yep. And you're going, you're going back to working for the school. That's so the goal. That's awesome. That is the goal. Yes. Uh, morning shifts, which are, I never thought I'd say I'm excited for because, man, life has a way of just fucking you over. But you know, I'll give, I'll give this, I'll give the gas station this much credit. I was on my feet so much and walking around so much, my legs are a hell of a lot stronger. Uh, back in February of 2018. I had a small injury in my knee where I couldn't walk for a few weeks. And then as soon as that kind of started to work out, the other knee had a very similar energy, uh, injury. So I was out of work for quite some time. And I worked a little bit uh, at the end of the year, at the end of the school year, then had the summer off, did jack shit in terms of my health. And then when, um, when August rolled around, I was going to start working back at the school, but then got this job. And the first month working at this job, like, my fucking knees were killer. Learned I had gout. <laughs> um, but everything seems to be, like, fixed in that regard because now the small of my back doesn't hurt. When I stand for too long, my knees are stronger. So I could probably put in more hours at the school and get more money. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how you're like, oh, I hurt my knee and I couldn't walk. I'm like. This was before you lost your damn foot. <laughs> was it? Well, when, uh, when did you have? When did you have that surgery? Yeah, May. Yeah, May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was before that. You fucking turn. Uh, that was funny though. Come on, it was funny. It, you know, sure. 
Sure, it was funny. It was hilarious. No, I'm joking. Um, All right. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, hit us up on the social medias. Go to the website, allketopodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Please, please, please let us know what you think. Um, we love hearing from you guys. Um, and again, next episode, Karma San Diego, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Join us. We'll give our opinion. Hopefully, we enjoy both shows. Um, I feel like a Carmen San, Carmen San Diego is going to be another Agresuko, but Agretsuko. I, I can yeah. say it wrong all the time. Ugh. But yeah, guys. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it. Before you sign off, yes. where can they find you on the internet? Oh, God. Right? I forgot about our links. Jesus Christ. I don't know why. I did, I, it's, it's staring in front of me on my computer. Like, I have a list of things I need to run through, but whatever. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ChubRockGeek. Um, you can follow my Twitch channel, which is uh, ChubRockGeek as well, twitch.tv slash ChubRockGeek. I'm going to stream some games there this upcoming week because I have a lot of time on my hands. Um, and uh, some Jackbox, hopefully, people want to join us. Yeah. Uh, but also every Wednesday night, I do a uh, a video game based podcast called all uh, called Mission Star Podcast. You can find that at um, twitch.tv slash mission underscore start. Uh, Anthony and I basically just talk about our opinions on news. Uh, but I recently started doing a segment that I thoroughly enjoy called Why You're Wrong, where um, the world has a tendency to irritate me, especially the Internet. Uh, the way that people express their opinions, I feel, is very disrespectful to others, and it doesn't make any sense to me to do that. You can still have your opinion about a thing without having it be so dumb. Uh, so, so basically, it's it's my it's my like ranty slash TED talk section, and I fucking love doing it. Like I've I've done it for what four weeks now, three weeks now, four four weeks. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the first two episodes were very much me in front of the camera yelling at people. Uh, and then the second two have been very calming. <laughs> very a lot, lot more TED Talky. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm fucking loving it so much. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so if that sounds like something you're interested in, check that out on any of your podcast-based listening platforms. Um, just search Mission Star Podcast. But if you want to hear it live and chat with us, or chat along with us. We stream it every Wednesday night, starting at six thirty with the pre-show and the podcast from seven to eight. Sometimes, if we're feeling froggy, and an after-show from eight to that's, nine. That's Pacific. Time. Yes, that's Pacific Standard Time. Yes, thank you. Uh, but yeah, that's about it, Josh. Where can they follow you? Everywhere. I've been yeah, everywhere, you know, man. Face- Facebook under my regular name here with you every other Friday but you know what let's make it an every Friday thing come on people what do you say Uh, every Friday night at 9 on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show called MPSP Theater Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater that is and uh, occasionally on a show called Off the Runner where we build model kits or work on dioramas or paint uh, you know, various building slash crafting inspired stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm also, I've also got links for Twitter and Instagram and everything, but you can find those on my personal page. So, you know, find me there. It's public. All right. Awesome. 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 Awesome.
All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today on the on the show. Um, thank you for listening. We appreciate your guys's uh, just 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 knowing that we're that we're that you're listening to the show is awesome. But um, we definitely want to uh, open up a dialogue with you guys for sure. It's it's uh, it's very interesting. Does I mean we we did this we started this podcast because we enjoy others' opinions. We love discussing our our tastes to other people and whatnot. So yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, if you watched Punisher season two and you thought maybe our opinion was fucking stupid, let us know. We'll talk about it. Josh and I are very level-headed people. I feel so. We won't yell at you. I promise. I was once dropped from a very high place onto a very flat surface. So yes. Okay. Well, I'm level-headed. Oh, my God. Also, get your uh, bi-weekly dad jokes on all cute up podcasts, folks. Man. <laughs> Speaking of, before we go. So, Madison, you know, her birthday's coming up in May. and She was like, I want a bounce castle. And I looked at bounce castles. Do you know that the price of a bounce castle has doubled since last year? No. That's inflation for you. Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. No, I didn't know that. Fucking nuts. All right, guys. I'm going to call it here. I got to get some stuff done today. And, uh, but we, but you know, again, I really, really hope we can do that discussion podcast because it sounds like fun just, just on the idea. <laughs> Um, But yeah, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.